You're listening to the Jerry and Jacoby podcast, Success Without Sacrifice, a podcast by two entrepreneurs at different stages of life, sharing real life experiences, managing a successful business and family life. It's honest talk about lessons learned, balancing family, faith, business, and personal growth on the journey of making our dreams a reality. Now, here are your hosts, Jerry and Jacoby. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Jerry and Jacoby podcast, Success Without Sacrifice. I'm Jacoby with my good friend and co-host, Jerry, and every episode, we'll be bringing you honest conversations about what really matters and how to create success without sacrificing what you love the most. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about the concept of always learning and growing and expanding yourself in order to make yourself better. Yeah, I'm super excited about this one today. Uh, we I don't know that we've ever had like a real conversation about the specific topic. Now, we've had tons of conversations about learning and growing. And so I'm really excited because this is, I've always been someone who has a bent towards like the personal growth. And I've always been a pretty coachable guy. Yeah, that's self-proclaimed coachable guy. Maybe some of the guys around me might not say so, but I've always been coachable, but I've not always known what to do with the information that I'm consuming, or I haven't always consumed the right information, and I've not always put myself around the right coaches. And so that's been a big shift in my mindset over the last four years, is putting myself in the right position to be coached by the right coaches and to learn the stuff that's right for me at the time. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've kind of like progressed in this uh, area as well. But for me, like at, growing up as an athlete, I've always had coaches like in the athletic arena. And then like growing up, I always thought I was going to be like playing the NFL or be a professional athlete or something like that. And so what has really changed for me over the past since probably like 2012. So what is that like over the past eight years or so is I have had to try to find ways to grow like both personally and professionally uh, outside of like athletics and then trying to like mold those two together. And so take the skills that I had athletically and bring them over to like the business world and in my relationships and also in my job as well. And so that's kind of where I've grown uh, the most in this area, because I think we all think about having coaches when you're like wanting to get better at lifting weights or baseball or football or something like that. But a lot of times we don't think about having a coach for, you know, our life and how do we move forward with that. And so that's kind of the spot where I've really had the most growth in this area uh, for me. Yeah, I think it's really easy to put these, you know, put all our different areas of life into separate boxes and look at them separately. You know, it's easy to take the spiritual side and put it over here. And then we have the business side here and we have the health side here. I think one of the biggest shifts that I've had is that all, that all comes together. I mean, you have to look at it all you can't have a great business and then a failed marriage. You can't have a great marriage, but then your health be in shambles because you're not gonna you're not gonna meet your goals in the relationships that you're having if you have bad health. So I think it all has to go together, and that that's been the biggest thing when it comes to learning. Like you just can't learn in one area. You have to be growing in all your areas of life because when you start growing 
in one area of your life, it definitely puts a magnifying glass on the problems you have in the other areas. Yeah, definitely for sure. And then also when you grow, like it's painful, right? Really one of the things I think of is, you know, when you want to get better, one person that always comes to mind to me is like, I always think of things in the athletic realm. So is Tiger Woods, you know, he was like the greatest golfer of all time. And then in the middle of that time period, he actually like changed up his golf swing and actually got worse in order to get better. And so a lot of times the hang up for me is like, okay, things are going really well right now. Like I shouldn't change anything, but in order for me to get where I want to go, sometimes you got to take a little bit of pain to change trajectory and get where you want to go in order to get better. That makes sense. Yeah, it definitely does. It kind of just to break down the whole topic here of learning and growing, you know, I have it broke down in, in my life kind of in three areas. One, you know, books, um, you know, what books am I reading? What, what kind of content am I consuming? Uh, and in that realm, I'd also put like podcasts. And just to be clear, uh, Joe, Jacoby always wants me to point this out. When I refer to reading a book, I'm listening to it. So anytime you hear me say I've read a book, I guarantee I've listened to it. So for, you know, there's some people that really struggle with that, but Jacoby gives me some junk about that. And so, but I'll just be honest with that. It's uh, definitely consuming it by listening. Yeah, that's good. I, I never, I never get it when people are like, yeah, listen, I, I read this book and then I talk to them and they're like, yeah, I was in my car and I'm like, dude, you read it. You're reading a book while you're driving your car. Like what's, what's the deal with that, man? So everybody's like, yeah, I'm reading, but you know, it doesn't matter how you, how you consume the content, but folks are always saying they read a book and I'm like, did you really read it or did you listen to it? Yeah. Well, I have figured out, I spend a lot more time in the car than you do. I've realized that in Midland, Texas, basically you're anywhere you need to be in five minutes. <laughs> so every time we jump on the phone in the car, it's like, Oh, I'm, we get on the phone. And you're like two minutes later. Oh, I'm where I gotta go. You know, I'm here. I gotta go. There and so go. for me, it's nothing for me to have a 45 minute ride. So definitely listening to books and podcasts are the way to go. So of the three areas we have, you know, of learning, growing, we have the books and the podcast, like the consumption of information like that. And then we have coaching, uh, what types of coaches, um, and what areas do you need coaching? And then it's the people that you're putting yourself around, uh, who, who's in your circle. Uh, the, the one thing like through this crazy time right now, I, I heard someone say, uh, who do you have in your foxhole with you? It's important to make sure you have the right people in your foxhole. Yeah, I think that's, that's definitely right. You know, the people that you have around you shape who you are and they have an impact on how you respond to things as well. And so, yeah, definitely having the right people around you and what you're consuming. And so even as I think about this, like one of my favorite like verses is like Romans 12 two, And it talks about, you know, it says, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then it says, then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is like his good, pleasing and perfect will. And the really the key thing that sticks out to me there is like, you have to transform your mind. And like, no matter what you're doing, your mind, you're always consuming something. And so, you know, what you put in is exactly what you're going to get out. And like, so whenever like I read that verse, like I've probably read over it tons and tons of times, but you know, back around the time when I was having like a big transformation, like it really, really hit me with that is that like, 
everything that I put into my brain is going to come out in some way or fashion. And so I am always cognizant of what I'm listening to, what I'm reading, what I'm watching and all of that. And I also see that like with my kids as well. So like when I look at my kids, like I see the way they act and it's like, I tell them one thing and I expect something. And then as you get older, it's like, oh, well, sometimes you think like things don't apply to you. But like, really, when you think about it, like they are just like a little magnifying glass of yourself. And so like the same way that I think with my kids, like, especially, you know, when they're watching things, I'm like, you don't need to watch that. And they're like, well, why? And then, you know, I tell them why. And then so I catch myself doing the exact same thing. It's like, so what are, and the reason why I tell them that is because I want them to have the best, right? Like I want them to be better than me when they grow up. And so I try to think about that with myself as well. Like, what am I, what are my goals? And what do I need to be consuming in order to reach to reach those goals? I think before we get way into learning and growing and how we're doing that and, and what works for us and what has worked for us is kind of go back to when I first started this idea of um, there's a certain way that I need to grow in my life. There's, you know, there's areas of my life that I can control. And it goes back to where I accepted the status quo. And that was the one thing that you always say that, you know, you can't accept the status quo. Well, I always let life just come to me. And so whatever happened, happened. And I just reacted to it. And I became, you know, I'm one of the world's best firefighters. Any problem that pops up, anything that pops up, I just, I go with it. And I thought that that's how, how life worked until, you know, several years ago, I really started this idea of, wait, there's certain areas of life that I can control. Um, not necessarily control, but at least I have, I can decide the direction that I want to take this in, even though I don't have full control over it. And it was one of the biggest hurdles that I had when I decided to really get serious about growing in my life was being afraid to grow. I had been a certain way for a lot of years. And so what that meant, I was a certain person to a lot of people in my life. So if I start to grow and I start to change, I literally would tell myself, is that fair to them? Instead of looking at it as I need to do it for them, I, it was, be, is it fair to them? I'm going to change who I am. Is that, you know, fair to the relationships I, I'm having? But part of that was being afraid to grow because what was that going to do to the relationships that I valued in my life? Was that going to hinder those relationships? Uh, am I going to lose some relationships over that? You know, one of the things that a lot of coaches say is that when you look at your life and you start growing, you're going to look and there's going to be people in your life that you're going to need to spend less time with and even cut out of your life. Now, was I willing to do that with certain people in my life? And that was a really big hurdle for me that took a lot of energy and effort to get through. Yeah, that's super good, man. I uh, I kind of went through something very similar as well, especially when it comes to you had kind of spoken about not being, I, when I think of it, I think about as like not being reactive, but being proactive. So whenever I, man, I had a lot of transformation when I went to uh, the Tony Robbins event, UPW. And so one of the things that he talks about in that seminar is like, you actually have a choice in how you respond to things. So no matter what happens, I do have a choice in my response to what goes on. And so you kind of ask yourself a couple of questions. Like when something happens, you ask yourself, what does this actually mean? You know, when something happens to you, is it the end or is it the beginning? And how you look at something 
is going to affect how you respond, you know? So like if you have a relationship, if it's the beginning of a relationship, you're going to act a whole lot differently than you would if it was the end of a relationship and the relationship's about to end, you know? And so that was one of the things that I really took to heart. And when I came out of that, out of that seminar, it really opened my eyes to exactly what we're talking about is like, I need to, I need to start learning new things and I need to start growing. And you do get to the point, like where you said, like, then you have to start making some decisions on who do we, what does your environment look like and who are you going to hang out with, which those are hard decisions as well too. Right. Oh yeah, definitely some hard decisions. And some of my relationships have been, um, you know, significantly affected over the last four years. There's a couple of people that I used to talk to multiple times a week that I may just talk to once a month where, you know, I had a lot of love for that person, but I cannot consume that conversation two or three times a week. It's just, it's way too negative. That person needs to know that I care about them, but I can't be spending as much time as I was with them because it just brings me down. Yeah, definitely. No, I agree with that as well. So you just make a decision, you know, like, I'm going to get better. And then, you know, I would also have conversations with people and, you know, just say, Hey man, like let's move in the same direction. And I think people kind of self-select themselves, you know, as you start to have those conversations, they, they either engage more or they don't, you know what I mean? And so I think that, that uh, kind of helps with that as well. So the other thing I wanted to talk about, so like whenever I went on this journey of like learning and growing, like back in 2015, we talked about reading I like had made this decision to read more and more books. And so like in 2015, I think I read 15 books in 2015. And then in 2016, I read 20 books. Like I never considered myself to be like a reader in the beginning. So like I hated to read, I hated to do those things. But what I came to find out is that I, it's not that I hate, I actually like to read I think I'm more curious, right? So I think you have to have a curious mindset and like have, like when you're excited about what's going on, like for us, we're excited about like our real estate businesses and where we're building those up at. And so we're like seeking out information more and more. And so I look, I look at my kids as well. They're always asking questions. They're always learning. My oldest son, he reads all the time now because he just learned how to read and he figured out, man, I can like, learn all this information. He's learning about airplanes and how the body works and all this stuff. And so, uh, as I started to read more and more, I started, I figured out that reading is just like a muscle. Like you can get better with it. I started reading faster. So being able to read more books. When you um, say, uh, when you say reading, what type of reading are you talking? Are you fiction, nonfiction, uh, just self-help? Yeah. So for me, I usually always read self-help books and then obviously like the Bible is one of the other ones that I read as well, because where I come from, like I'm always trying to find like truth. So like what's actually real. And so for me, like the reason why I go back to the Bible is because I think that's the one true uh, book and information and knowledge that we have. Right. And so that's why I go back to that one. But then also like, here's the example I'll give is uh, I had a one of my buddies owns some a few gyms down in Florida, and we were working out and trying to figure out, you know, how to get stronger and, uh, you know, better at our times and, and CrossFit, right? And so I saw there was a picture of this guy, 
And I said, Hey man, you think this guy's on steroids or what? And my buddy just starts laughing, but he like reads his bio. And when he read his bio, there was something in there that he caught and it talked about eating and eating in a way that like affects your hormones. And so, you know, like when you inject steroids, like steroids, just, they're just manipulating your hormones. So we like, this is where the curious part comes in. And so we like went down this rabbit trail of figuring out like, what foods can we eat that will essentially have the same effect that steroids will have? And so like always for me, it's always personal, personal development books. Like I'm always looking at self-help books, like what issue am I having in my life? And then I read a book and then usually that book is based on some research. So like I'll read the book and then I'll try to find that research so I can develop my own convictions about what is there. And so that's kind of, those are kind of the books that I kind of read like self. Yeah. I like self-help books. I'm not on fiction and all that stuff. In 2015, you read 15 books in 2016, you read 20 books. So uh, what did you walk away with, with 35 books of knowledge? (laughs) Yeah. So that's like, that's a good question. I don't know if there's really any one thing that I, I really can say I walked away with, I guess the really the thing that sticks out to me is like there are always a couple of books that that you can remember during that time. I would think it probably just depends on the stage of life that you're in. And so the one thing that always sticks out to me is like man's search for meaning. And so that I I keep that throughout everything that I do uh, because basically what that book says is you know no matter what circumstance you're in, you've got to have a goal and you've got to have something that you're working towards that gives you life into what you're doing. Uh, but the other thing I think is like, as you read, as you read through or with anything that you do, you're not going to remember everything that you read, but it keeps you on track for where you want to go, right? So if you've got a goal or you've got something that you're striving for, it's going to keep you in line with that. And I think of it as like planting seeds, right? So like I, whenever you plant a seed, like it doesn't grow immediately. You've got to water it. You've got to nurture it. The soil's got to be right in order for that, you know, whatever you planted in order for it to grow. And so basically every day you're planting seeds and, you know, I might talk with somebody six months down the road or eight months down the road and what I read about and what I was learning, you know, will actually, you know, come to life in that point. You know what I mean? And so that's probably the thing that I think I got out of that the most is that, I am cultivating what I want to do and where I want to be at in the future based off what I'm consuming, essentially. Yeah, I think that really comes to light. How many times when you're reading the Bible, like, man, I've read that passage 150 times in my life, probably. And then all of a sudden, a verse just, boom, hits you. Like, how did I not see that before? Or, you know, that might. And so it's just that I think the Bible is really incredible that way. I also think when it comes to books, um, you know, I think of all the books that I've read. I was thinking about this this week. So right now I'm reading the book Profit First, and it's my third time through the book. And so I'm driving in my truck, reading my book. <laughs> so I realized I had, I had listened to that book one time all the way through, and I had um, listened to the first like seven chapters one time through because that, that's kind of the basis for that whole system. And now I'm on my third time through the entire book and in the last year and a half. And I'm finally getting around to actually uh, taking the, you know, putting it into action. I'm actually uh, 
making some moves based on that. And then I'm setting up my bank accounts on the model that he's using. And the one thing that he talks about is, you know, pay yourself first. And this isn't a new concept. I've read it in, you know, I mean, you know, the Dave Ramsey stuff, the wealth factory uh, has information on, you know, paying yourself first, you know, Kiyosaki talks about it. You know, so this is not a new concept. I've read it in all these books, but why is it now is the time that I'm implementing it? And it was just, you know, I, I don't have an answer to that yet. Um, but I do know that all the other times I've read it and all the other information I read on it helped me to get to where I'm at. So it wasn't just a matter of, oh, I read it one time and went and did it. You know, so there's a, you know, along that concept too, there's a lot of books that I've read, like, you know, people are always, you, you go to the, these different conferences and they, you know, raise your hand if you read, raise your hand if you read. And like, there's books that I've read. I'm like, I couldn't tell you one single thing out of that book. I think the idea of reading puts you in a mindset that allows you to consume information, not just from that book, but in other parts of your day and in your life at that time. I just think that even though you're not taking anything specifically from that book, you're ready to make moves and make decisions uh, with an open mind that's going to get you to your goals just because the action of reading, even though it doesn't have anything to do with what you read. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. And I think the other thing is key is like, you know, information is information. I think we're looking, you, the thing you need is wisdom, right? And so as you listen to information and as you hear more people talk about what it is you're listening to and learning about and you see it implemented, then you can actually start to use that info and like turn it into, turn it into wisdom where it's actually actionable and can actually be used by you. So I, all that stuff is there. I think it's like super, super good. We also talked about the idea of coaching and you, we've had uh, in athletics, obviously we've had coaches our entire life. One of the most influential coaches that I've had was actually a counselor back when I was going through my bankruptcy and foreclosure and we were closing the business in 2009 and 10, I got to the point where I needed to be talking to someone that was a professional. And so I went in and met with uh, this counselor that was referred to me um, and he got me on a path of really starting to open up some things about myself, uh, how a lot of the, you know, the situation that I was in was on me and I needed to make some changes, but I really enjoyed the process of counseling. Uh, and I never thought I would. I always had that negative, that negative stigma of you, you know, you, you got to have something really wrong with you if you're going to counseling. I'm a big fan of it. Last year, as I was starting to, you know, make some different moves in my life and some different changes, I decided to start to see him again, just for no reason, you know, uh, or at least I thought it was no reason. Um, I called him up and said, Hey, can I get on the books? And he's like, yeah, what's going on? I'm like, eh, nothing really. I just want to start to talk it. And all of a sudden he starts asking questions and starts, you know, I put myself with the right coach because he started asking some questions and, had me open some doors that um, I wasn't, I guess, I don't want to say I wasn't ready to open, but I didn't know that were there that needed to be opened. And he really helped me, you know, take it to the next step. And it's really paying off this year for us. Yeah, I think. And so when you say that, the one key thing that really stands out to me is, right, you said he started asking some questions. And like, whenever you go down this path of being open-minded or learning and a growth mindset is, the questions that you ask yourself, I think are probably the most 
important part of this whole process as well, right? And so when I think about when you said counseling, I think about Andrea and I when we went through premarital counseling, right? It's like we don't need counseling. Like I don't need premarital counseling before I get before I get married. Why would why would I need that? But to when we think about it, we look back like those times that we had in those meetings with, you know, our, the pastor that we met with, they asked some questions and they helped us think about some things that we never even would have come up with. Right. So I talked about the wisdom thing. It's like, well, how are you going to raise your kids when you do this? Or when this situation comes up, how are you going to handle this? You know? And so having a coach or a mentor is 100% like one of the keys to being successful because you can always, we always have internal dialogue. Right. And so, but it's better when you can bounce that off of someone else and also someone else who's been where you want to go. Right. So they already know the path and then they can help you discover your path to where you want to go. I think we live in a really neat time right now in that we can get a coach for just about anything, Uh, anything that you want to do, there's going to be a coach out there for, I I think of my 13 year old Cooper uh, you know, he's got his coaches on his baseball team and he's got some really good coaches. We've got, you know, three of his coaches played uh, in my, you know, played minor league baseball. And so they've been around ball their whole life. They know more about baseball than, you know, I ever will as far as from a coaching standpoint. And they're just great guys. So you have to couple, you know, there's two parts to that. Do they have the skill set to coach you, but are they also the people you want to be coached by? Um, just because somebody knows how to do something doesn't mean that I want to be coached by them. Because as we were talking earlier, you have all those areas of life need to come together. It goes the same way, whether you're trying to learn to hit a baseball, it's important uh, to have those, you know, to have the ability, but also have the, the character behind that. And I think that goes with any coach, but to go back to this idea, there's a coach for anything I finally have gotten to where it's time for me to start cutting weight. And this has been something that I've been working on, you know, the entire time you've known me and you've seen me go up and down with it. You know, I always say, you know, yeah, I lost a hundred pounds. You know, my problem is I lost 50, put it back on, lost 30, put it back on, lost 20, put it back on. So this time around it was, okay, I need to hire a nutritionist. And so I look at her, not just as a nutritionist, I look at her, she's my coach and I need to be coachable. And so I went and found a coach that was referred to me by somebody that I respect, somebody who has the healthy lifestyle that I respect, and they referred this person to me. And so that person comes with some credibility based on how I found them. But now I need to open myself up and be coachable to what they're teaching. So I'm going to put the money out, pay the coach, but I need to be, I need to be the one that's coachable. Yeah, that's super good, man. So there's, there's our coaches everywhere, right? Yeah. So like the coaching is good. Right. So I think about the NFL, there's 32 coaches. How do you pick, how do you pick a good coach? How do you know who's a good coach and who's a bad coach? Cause only one coach is going to actually, you know, win the Super Bowl every year. So I think that's, that's really good. And the other thing I think of is like, like I said, it's natural for us to think of a coach in the sports realm, but I think it's unnatural to think of a coach for our lives. Right. And so anybody that wants to be good in anything, they have a coach. And that was really the, the shift for me, especially when I got into real estate and I was thinking about doing it full time is I was like, I don't know what to do. 
And then I found a coach, right? I found a coach who was very good at what he does. We actually had the same coach, right? And so that's just the way to do it. Now I would think if there's anything that I want to be good in, I start with a coach. (laughs) It's like no matter what it is. So if I wanted to go do badminton or whatever, like I would look for a coach to do that. And so, and now if it's in business, if I'm going to start another business, I'm going to look for a coach or a mentor to do that. And so that is just foundational whenever you go down this journey. The one thing I think that's awesome about like finding coaches for life is a little bit different than your sports coaches. A lot of times you just had to play for the coach you had and you didn't get a pick in that coach for the most part. You know, when you decided to go play ball at the air force, the coach was the coach, right? Yeah, the coach was a coach, but you did get to choose. But that's partly why you went to the school, though, as well, you know. So I think it changes a little bit whenever you like in, you know, like in the lower levels, you know, you think about that. But in the upper levels, that's the reason why you go. That's why you go to that school is because of that coach. And then, you know, that he's going to have people around him that have made him successful in what he's done. And so that's one of the reasons partly why. I went to the Air Force Academy is because of the coach that was there. He was, he was awesome, you know? And so that's part of the reason why you go to be around that coach, to be around winning, to be with someone who can get you where you want to go and be a part of. There's also this idea of, you you know, there's coaches within coaches. So you might play for a team, you know, you, you know, like you play for the Air Force or, you know, Cooper plays for uh, the league he or the team he plays on. It's called the Precision Patriots here in Michigan. And so he has his coaches on his team. But in addition to that, we have a hitting coach for him. You know, so he has his lessons, his one-on-one lessons with a hitting coach. And so inside of that, um, you know, you, you can have coaches, you look at guys like Tom Brady, who, you know, you hear stories of, you know, he had a bad game in, in New England. And so he jumped on a plane that night flew to you know Orange County, California, because that's where his throwing coach was and spent two days with his throwing coach because something was off in his game. So you have the you know, not only do you have your you know, the coach or in your job, you have your boss. You know, some people look at their, you know, their boss as their coach in the right situation. You're gonna have coaches that make you better at something specific in what you do. Okay. I think it's a good time to take a short break for our feature we call Time to Invest. Hey, everyone, want to welcome you to the Time to Invest feature of the podcast. And today I want to talk to you about something that's really important whenever it comes to investing, something that I have learned as I've started to invest in real estate and even started to think about other investments outside of real estate. And what that tenant is, is it's you make your money when you buy. And so it sounds like a cliche. If you're already an investor or you're thinking about investing, I'm sure you've probably heard it quite a bit. But everyone talks about this. They say you make your money when you buy. And so what do, they, what do people actually mean when they say that? Well, what they mean is, is that whenever you purchase something, there's always a retail value or a retail market or market price for something. And as an investor, you have to get good at buying assets at a discount. And so it's also very important whenever you're purchasing real estate, since we are real estate entrepreneurs, uh, that's all I'm really going to talk about here is real estate. And so if you're looking at making an investment in real estate, you have to be able to purchase the asset 
below market value. And that's one way that you can almost guarantee, it's not 100% guaranteed, but you can almost guarantee that you're gonna make a profit because you know what that profit's gonna be by backing into the deal that you're looking at purchasing. For instance, if you have a property that is $100,000, usually the rule of thumb is 80%, you take 80% of the asset minus however much, however much it's going to cost to actually fix that asset up. So if a property costs $100,000, you're going to start out at $80,000. Therefore, you know that you are going to make $20,000 on that property. Then if you were to have, let's say, $10,000 worth of repairs, you would take that 100,000 times the 80% minus the $10,000 in repairs. So 100,000 would come down to 80,000 minus your 10,000 would make that $70,000. And that would be your purchase price. And so that's actually the difference between investing and gambling. A lot of times when I talk to people, they think that they're going to make a purchase and then the market is going to go up, it's going to appreciate, and then they can sell the asset. Well, what you've done there is that you're just, you are taking a huge risk on the market actually going up. What if the market doesn't go up? What if the market goes down? And so if the market goes down, but you've purchased at a 80% at a discount, you've got more room uh, to play with there. And so that's one of the reasons why you want to make your money when you buy. That's why you want to always purchase at a great price. As a realtor, when I look at that, it's like when someone asks me to sell their house, they always want me to sell it for the most money. But the key factor to know there is that no one can sell an overpriced house. And so you've always got to make sure with your asset that you buy it at the right price. So you know whenever you go to sell that asset, that you're going to have a little bit of cushion there in order to make your profit. All right. So uh, really enjoy talking to you guys. Always remember, you make your money when you buy, no matter what you're doing, whenever you're investing. All right. Talk to you guys later. Welcome back. We hope you enjoyed this episode as we talked about learning and growing and becoming a better version of yourself. And so in that, we talked about the content that you consume, the books you read, and what you're actually putting into your mind. And then the second aspect of that is actually having a coach or a mentor that can help you get better and get you to the place that you want to go. So that would be the one thing we encourage everyone to do is that think about where you want to go and what you want to do. And if you don't have a coach or mentor yet, go seek someone out that can help you get yourself to the next level. And also connect with us on our Facebook page at the Jerry and Jacoby podcast. And we look forward to speaking to you all soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Jerry and Jacoby podcast. If you walked away with something of value, we hope you'll share it with a friend. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. So you get notification of all new episodes.